Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Informed Catholic. We're going to do the readings for December 28th, December 28th of Christmas, and it is going to be the readings for the Holy Innocents in the Martyrs of Bethlehem. First, you can say proto-martyrs. Um, there also, you could say, a prefiguration prophecy of abortion. That's how I see it. I think many people see that. The holy innocents are the infant boys who were slain by the jealous Herod the Great. How many were there? How many were there? If the population of Bethlehem is estimated as around a thousand, perhaps about 20 boys were slain. Today, their feast reminds us to Pray for the protection of all human life, especially the innocent unborn. Well, there was also other neighboring towns that uh, I believe uh, Herod around the region would have also attacked. Anyway, the uh, entrance antiphon begins with the innocents. The innocents were slaughtered as infants for Christ. Spotless, they follow the Lamb. And sing forever. Glory to you, O Lord. Let's begin. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me and with me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kiri elision, kiri elision, kiri elision. Christe elision, Christe elision, Christe elision. Kiri elision, kiri elision, kiri elision. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. And now the key, the Gloria. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to people, goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you, we give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, whom the holy innocents confessed and proclaimed on this day, not by speaking but by dying, grant we pray that the faith in you which we confess with our lips may also speak through our manner of life, through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Okay, so let's begin. Uh, 
here's a little introduction here. Today's gospel brings brings me back to Bethlehem, brings us all back to Bethlehem, and Herod's Herod, King Herod's slaughter of innocent babies. And we should pray for the innocent who come to to harm in our own times. May we also do some soul searching for the first reading reminds us that we too am are guilty of sin for what for what we do we need to repent okay first reading the letter of saint john first reading of the letter of saint john chapter 1 verse 5 to uh 1 to verse 5 and uh 2 verse 2 the blood of his son jesus christ cleanses us from all sin a reading from the first letter of saint john beloved this is the message that we have heard from jesus christ and proclaim to you god is light and him there is no darkness at all if we say we have fellowship with him while we continue to walk in darkness we lie and do not act in truth but if we walk in the light as he is in the light then we have fellowship with one another and the blood of his son jesus cleanses us from all sin if we say we are without sin we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us if we acknowledge our sins he is faithful and just and will forgive our sins and cleanse us from every wrongdoing if we say we have not sinned and we make him a liar and his word and his word is not in us my children I am writing this to you so so that you may not commit sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is expedition for our sins and not for our sins only, but for those of the whole world. One more time. Beloved, this is the message that we have heard from Jesus Christ and proclaim to you god is light and in him there is no darkness at all if we say we have fellowship with him while we continue to walk in darkness we lie and do not act in truth but if we walk in the light as he is in the light then we have fellowship with one another and the blood of his son jesus cleanses us from all sin if we say we are without sin we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we acknowledge our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive our sins and cleanse us from every wrongdoing. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. My children, I am writing this to you so that you may not commit sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is expiation for our sins and not for our sins, but for those of the whole world. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Psalm 124. Psalm from verse 2 to 3. And then from 4 to, four to 5. And then from seven to eight, with some editing here, 
And the response is, our soul has been rescued like a bird from the fowler's snare. Psalm 124. Once more, our soul has been rescued like a bird from the fowler's snare. Had not the Lord been with us when men rose up against us, then would they have swallowed us alive when their fury was inflamed against us. Our soul has been rescued like a bird from the fowler's snare. Then would the water then would the waters have overwhelmed us and the torrents would have swept over us. Over us then would have swept the raging waters. Our soul has been rescued like a bird from the fowler's snare. Broken was the snare and we were freed. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Our soul has been rescued like a bird from the fowler's snare. One more time. Our soul has been rescued like a bird from the fowler's snare. Had not the Lord been with us when men rose up against us, then would they have swallowed us alive. When their fury was inflamed against us, our soul has been rescued like a bird from the fowler's snare. Then would the waters have overwhelmed us. The torrents would have swept over us. Over us then would have swept the raging waters. Our soul has been rescued like a bird from the foulest snare. Broken was the snare, and we were freed. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Our soul has been rescued like a bird from the foulest snare. The Alleluia Antiphon is taken from T. Diem. Uh, once more, it's a praise, a prayer uh, that was written, I believe, by St. Ambrose and Augustine. Alleluia, Alleluia. We praise you, O God. We acclaim you as Lord. The white-robed army of martyrs praise you. Alleluia, Alleluia. Alleluia, Alleluia. We praise you, O God. We acclaim you as Lord. The white-robed army of martyrs praise you. Alleluia, Alleluia. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 2, verse 13 to 18. He ordered the massacre of all boys in Bethlehem. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. When the Magi had departed, Behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother, flee to Egypt and stay there until I tell you. Herod is going to search for the child to destroy him. Joseph rose, took the child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt. He stayed there until the death of Herod. That what was that what the Lord had said through the prophet might be fulfilled. Out of Egypt I called my son. When Herod realized that he had been deceived by the Magi, he became furious. He ordered the massacre of all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity, two years old and under in accordance with the time he had ascertained from the Magi 
Then was fulfilled what had been said through Jeremiah the prophet. A voice was heard in Ramah, sobbing and loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children, and she would not be consoled since they were no more. The gospel of the Lord prays to you, Lord Jesus Christ. One more time. He ordered the massacre of all the boys in Bethlehem. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 2, verse 13 to 18. When the Magi had departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, and said, Rise, take the child and his mother, flee to Egypt and stay there until I tell you, Herod is going to search for the child to destroy him. Joseph rose, took the child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt. He stayed there until the death of Herod. That which the Lord had said through the prophet might be fulfilled. Out of Egypt I called my son. When Herod realized that he had been deceived by the Magi, he became furious. He ordered the massacre of all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity, two years old and under. In accordance with the time he had ascertained from the Magi, then was fulfilled what had been said through Jeremiah the prophet. A voice was heard in Ramah, sobbing and loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children, and she would not be consoled since they were no more. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay, so let's begin. The um, first letter of John wants us to be aware. Be aware of, of our spiritual life, of our walk with God. And to be aware of sin. A lot of us... You know, we're in denial. We're in denial of the darkness that's in our hearts. A lot of us are, you know, the daily life, the life that we live in today, the life, the culture that we live in, the culture that the church is in today. Unfortunately, you know, hate to say this, but it's a lukewarm culture. It's a lukewarm church that we live in now. You know, we don't talk about sin. Our priests, our pastors, our Bishops, don't rock the boat. Don't insult anyone. Don't offend anyone. You know, don't say this. Don't say that. You know, this stuff is, um, you know, offensive. You might, they might not want to come to church. They may not want to, um, you know, return. You know, and unfortunately, um, that in itself is a hindrance. It's a serious, serious hindrance to um, to the life of the Christian faith. We don't we don't want to talk about miracles. We don't want to talk about conversions. Um, we don't talk about the Bible too much. Catholics today, 
I mean, still today, a lot of Catholics don't read and are not familiar with their faith. Catechisms, we're good at doing it, but guess what? We're not good at living it. We can, you know, we do everything we can to make sure the kids are catechized, but the kids, even the adults, what happens afterward, they go through a dry spell. They don't have the proper um, apologetic answers. They don't know what their faith really is all about. They don't know about the, the richness of the faith. You know, uh, they don't, they don't want to, you know, it's don't be too Catholic. Don't be, don't be so Catholic that you embarrass everybody. And what happens when you, when you tell them that it leaves them open to the enemy. It leaves them open to sin. It leaves them open to, to, um, inadequate life of the faith. A lot of people leave the faith. They leave the faith because of sin. We don't talk about abortion. We don't talk about the sexual immorality. We don't talk about the the subject of of homosexuality. You know, we we we're afraid. We think a lot of us also think the church is backwards. We don't talk about any of those things. And what happens is when the young people are facing the world, they, they feel embarrassed and they're told by people, how could you belong to that backward oppressive church? And then Others leave the faith for the Protestant churches, the man-made churches, the, the Pentecostals, the Charismatic, the Evangelical churches, the Joe Olsteins, the, the, um, the, the faiths that are uh, very Bible-based, very Bible-based, based on Scripture, Sola Scriptura. And they don't come back. All because we're embarrassed to be Catholic. And we don't talk about sin. Don't make them feel bad. Don't make them feel bad. Don't, don't talk about that stuff. It's politically incorrect. Don't talk about this stuff because, you know, it's, we don't want people to stop putting money in the baskets. We're good at celebrating culture. We're good at celebrating each other's culture, right? Today is Mexican day. Tomorrow is Italian American day. The next day it's Polish day. The other day is maybe Irish American day. The next day is Ukrainian culture day. And we celebrate the, the saints that are associated with that particular culture. You know, 
We'll do the dancing. We'll bring out the food. We'll bring out all that stuff. And, you know, oh, we'll have a procession. We'll make sure we have a procession so that everybody know that we're Catholic. You know, we'll bring out the Stella, Our Lady of Fatima. We'll bring out the Our Lady of um, La Salette. We'll bring out, uh, you know, St. Anthony. We'll bring out St. Joseph. Um, you know, we'll do all that stuff. We'll do bring out the divine mercy, you know, that's associated with Polish culture most of the time, you know, and, but we you know we won't talk about the message as much. We won't talk about that. You know, we won't talk about, uh, what the, the scriptural message is, what the catechist, uh, the catechal message is, the, the real deep root of the message, which is conversion conversion from sin we won't talk about that because we don't want to offend anybody and what happens is we're guilty and we lo and souls are lost souls are lost the whole purpose of the fatima message was stop offending our lord and god the whole purpose of the divine mercy is stop offending our Lord and God. Souls are being lost and we are concerned about getting along. Christ didn't hold back. Christ wasn't afraid of offending anyone. St. Paul imitated Christ and he wasn't afraid of offending people. St. Peter was not afraid of offending people. John in his letter was not afraid of talking about sin. We're all afraid. We're so afraid the culture has finally gotten us cornered. Right? Even now, look at us. We're still wearing masks in church two years later. Right? We've had the, the statues pulled down. We've had a... a a statue of Our Lady in Queens was destroyed. Another statue down by Coney Island was destroyed, right? <clears throat> a church in California, one of the oldest parish churches, right? By the original founders, the missionaries, the roof was set on fire, just completed, and it was set on fire during the whole shutdown. In... Um, St. Louis, Missouri, they were trying to pull down a statue of, of, of St. Louis, King of France, because it represented white supremacy. Right? All that stuff. But we don't want to talk about it. Catholics are not outraged. When the Da Vinci Code came out and it associated Mary Magdalene with our Lord as lovers... Catholics weren't offended. As a matter of fact, everybody ran and believed it and started looking to see if this is true. And here we are now arguing over politicians afraid of not giving them communion because it might bring the wrath of the state upon us. President Biden, Nancy Pelosi, and several other Catholic politicians. And we're arguing, should we allow people of same-sex marriage to receive Holy Communion? 
And we say, well, we're being uncharitable. You know, you're, you're ostracizing them. You're, you know, you're, you're being mean. You're being, you know, well, I don't think you know what the word uncharitable means. I don't think anybody knows what uncharitable means. That's the only time you're ever going to get involved in the faith, right? The rest of the week, you don't come to church. And you do come to church, and then once, and then you know you're indifferent to everything else. You're indifferent uh, if uh, people are receiving in you know an unsacramental way or unsanctified. And all of a sudden, when someone speaks up about the faith and his teaching, well, we you know we don't pay attention to that stuff. That the Vatican can say whatever it wants. The magisterium can say whatever it was. We know that Jesus doesn't think this way. Would you have kept quiet if when Herod Antipas killed all the male children? I mean, you're keeping quiet now about abortion, right? Don't talk about it in the, in the, in the pulpit, in the main sanctuary, but you have a beautiful shrine downstairs to, to Our Lady the Unborn, right? Just don't talk about it during Mass. Don't, don't make people uncomfortable. People back then were oppressed. Herodus didn't kill all the male children in Bethlehem. He killed them in within the, vic the vicinity, within the neighboring towns. He sent out his soldiers. I don't think the soldiers bothered to check if they were male or female, really. They weren't, they weren't going to go through that. It was too much hard work for them. Just get the job done. Kill them. Today, we're quiet. We live in a country of laws. And we live within a country of rights. We have a constitution. And we're quiet. Right? The way you're quiet about every other sin. All of it will be held against us when we stand on the day of judgment. We, our Lord is being held captive, hostage to political parties. Priests are inadequately trained. They don't know how to preach. They don't know how to teach. They're afraid. It's easier if we get involved with cultural tropes, right? Migration, that's a good social justice. That's something we should worry about. That's a human right. You can, you know, you can paint, you can paint it any way you want. Okay, if they're not persecuted, if they're not being killed for their faith, all right, it's fine. But you know what? You don't want to admit that your support for illegal immigration is also supporting human trafficking, sex trafficking. Okay? 
supporting illegal immigration helps the cartel in their sex trafficking. Young women are being taken against their will, sold, and forced into the sex the, the sex trade industry. Because the politicians and the bishops and the priests and the Catholic advocates are constantly talking about this as a human right. We're guilty and then we think we're doing a good work. Christ warned about people like that. He warned that some people would think they're doing God's work. Right? That's that's okay. Just don't think about it. Just don't think about it. Herod the Great <clears throat> slaughtered innocent children. I'm quite certain his men didn't bother to check if they were boys or girls. If they were male or female. Okay? They were inclusive about that. They were politically correct about that. They walked into the towns and they killed them because he wanted to make sure that that child, that boy, was not a threat to his kingdom. Historians today say it's a lie. It never happened. Well, Herod the Great killed two or more of his sons because he thought they were plotting against him. They were going to overthrow him. He killed his wife, Mariamne, and he preserved her in a pickle barrel. Visited her every night. His body was affected by some kind of skin disease. He was going to kill himself with a carving knife, carving an apple. It uh, ate away on his uh, lower extremities of his body part, his private areas. It was, um, the skin was eaten away. It drove him mad. So I don't think those guys know what they're talking about, those historians. They can say whatever they want. He was a genius. Madmen can be geniuses too. Madmen can do fantastic things. He built the greatest temple, um, greater than Solomon. Right? It was. He used Romanesque architecture. It looked Jewish. It had a little bit of a Roman Greek look to it. He, the plaza, that platform where the Dome of the Rock stands today, is part of it. All right. He um, he was you know he built the platform over the mountain. To this day, it's still there. The temple is gone, but you could still find signs of it. They they just reconstructed a mosaic. Uh, that was in the plaza. They did it through a computer. They collected as much of the mosaic as they can, and it was a a Greek Roman style mosaic. It was a fantastic. I mean, you look at the columns, they found that it was Roman capitals on top of those columns. It was a fantastic 
structure. And he was a psychopath. He was a psychopath. He was a monster. And he killed innocent children because he was afraid of a prophecy. A star shall rise out of Jacob and Adam's reign will come to an end. It's not quoted in Matthew, but it was there. He knew the rest of the verse. He knew that he was talking about him. He was from the line of Adam, the line of Esau. And he knew that his days were coming to an end. He knew the scriptures very well. He was not a religious man. He was terrified of God. He hated God, maybe. Uh, he probably thought, if I could build him a temple, he'll allow me to commit all my sins. You know, there's a lot of people like that today. You know, there are a lot of people, there's some people in the mafia who think that, you know, maybe if I donate this amount of money to the church or I help the church with this, the church will, God will look the other way when I kill this guy. You know, it, there's a lot of people like that today. You know, there's a lot of people who think, you know, if I do this, maybe God will excuse my sexual immorality and he'll just allow me to have my pleasures. There's a lot of people like that. A lot of people like that. But, you know, with strange scruples. But unfortunately, it doesn't excuse you. It doesn't excuse you. It doesn't excuse you from justice. Justice must come. God's justice is true. Just God's justice is inclusive. All right. And it comes out of love, love for the truth. And this is something our culture has a problem with today called truth. They don't believe in it. Our society doesn't believe in it. There's a lot of people in our churches don't believe in it. They, they squirm at it. You, when you talk to people about it, it's funny. You ever watch their eyes? I always look at people's actions and behavior. There are those who look at you stone cold in defiance. And there are others who will look down. They'll look down and they'll say, you know, they just won't talk about it. They'll change the subject. And it's sad. It's really sad. And, you know, it, it's, it's hurting people. You know, I hate to say this, but the churches, the Catholic diocese of New York, I'm going to say Brooklyn, Queens, and I'm sure in other places in New York, is lukewarm. Is lukewarm. Lukewarm. It, 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 they just don't know how to talk about it. I'm sure. I don't think they know how to talk sin, talk about sin and repentance in either the Novus Ordo parishes. And I'm quite certain that if you go to the trad traditionalist parishes, I don't think they talk about the same thing. I don't think they know how to talk about sin because it's the culture. Just because you're going to go to a traditionalist Latin mass doesn't mean the priest knows how to talk about sin. I think the problem is in both sides, both rites, the Novus Ordo and 
the uh, the traditionalists. I think they both have a problem with that because I think it's the it's a lot about a conversion. It's a lot about the faith. People think if they go to a traditionalist, it means that they're more holy. <laughs> it doesn't mean that at all. And if um, it really, it's really our culture. And I think it goes from the priest, the bishop, down to the lay person. It's sad. Okay. Um, let's see here. We'll uh, say the Gloria. It's the, uh, it's the uh, creed. I'm sorry. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and inv invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and was seated, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the whole the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, and he has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners. Now at the hour of our death, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners. Now at the hour of our death, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death, amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. St. Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wild, wicked attack of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Merry Christmas.